Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. I'm so excited to share this word with you right now. I believe it's a timely one and will minister the love of Jesus to you. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away and all things have become new. God is good. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Hallelujah. Well, it's great to be back here. Thank you for the invite. and We just believe in God for revival to break across the metroplex. Amen. Amen. We are contending for the move of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. There's a lot that's happened since we were here last, and I'm going to share a bunch of that stuff here this evening, but I remember the last time I was here, I shared about how we felt God was going to take ministers back into tents. How many of you remember that night? And uh, the Lord spoke to me one day, He said, I'm going to take ministers back into the tents like they were in the 50s and the 60s, you know, Oral Roberts and A.A. Allen, and great moves of God happened. And uh, I felt that that's what the Lord was telling me. And then the Lord said to me, he said, uh, I want you to get a tent and go. And, you know, that's kind of the last thing I want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just go pitch a tent somewhere and have revival. I'm happy just to be hanging out in a building somewhere. But the Lord has other plans. Amen. He has other plans. So when we went down, we just got back a couple of weeks from Evansville, Indiana, Went down to a friend of ours there, got a church down there, River Church, and we had just a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But something happened in that meeting, and it was like, it was like a snowball effect. In actual fact, my wife kind of put it in the right terminology. She said, we, I feel like this whole thing with the tent is like a whirlwind, and it's rushing right at us. And I mean, things are just popping. So we go down to Evansville, Indiana, I shared that vision before we even got there with the pastor down there, and he started emptying out his church, giving us speakers, microphones, stands, I mean, just everything you can imagine for sound for the tent. I hadn't, we hadn't even ordered the tent yet, and then that stuff started coming in. So uh, um, in, the month, in that week of being there, enough finances came in to pay cash for the tent. So we have already placed an order for a 400-seater tent, and we've put the deposit down. The rest of the money is waiting for the tent to be ready to be delivered, and then we pay the balance, and then we have ourselves a tent. And um, while we're down there, you know, I'm starting to look for a trailer because we need a trailer to haul the stuff around, and I couldn't find one. I mean, I searched high and low, and I mean, we've got to get some of this stuff back to Fort Worth area. And so the pastor's wife has a business downtown, and so she said to him, bring Basil around to the business. And uh, I think it was like a Wednesday or Thursday. So I, I didn't know what was going on. Then she started lining up the ladies that worked for her in the business. She lined up nine of them in front of me. And I'm thinking, you know, the doors are open. People are coming in. And I'm thinking, praise God, she's going to give me an opportunity to pray for these ladies. I mean, this is going to be great right here. And while others are coming in, and who knows what God's going to do. We just bust loose here in the place, you know. That wasn't the story. That wasn't the case. She then presented me with a title for a trailer. I mean, listen, I stood there. If, if my jaw could have dropped at the floor, it would have. 
Because, I mean, we've been in the ministry now in, in America 28 years. We've never seen anything like this happen before. I mean, God's blessed us and supernatural stuff's happened and everything. But not, not that... So here's the deal. Those nine ladies, only two of them had been in the revival that week. The rest of them, some of them didn't know me from Adam. Yet those ladies raised $2,000 towards the trailer. I think one lady by herself put in 1000 The brother that was selling the trailer, he put in 2000 And then the pastor and his wife picked up the difference. And they blessed us with this trailer. Are oh, you listening to me? Fully enclosed, about a 14-foot trailer. I mean, beautiful, beautiful trailer. It's like a 2018. It's, it's, it's only got one dent on the front of it. And the funny thing is the pastor of that church put that dent in it. So I said, he said, look, you can just pop it out. I said, David, I said, I'm going to leave it there because every time we look at the dent, we're going to get to pray for you. Amen. <laughs> so, so what a miraculous time that was. And just stuff starts coming and... You know, when God's in something, then it starts to move ahead, you know. Amen. And uh, so we did a, we did a revival in, in, uh, with a friend of mine over the weekend. And um, we, a check came in for chairs, for about $2,000 for the chairs. Obviously, you know, at $10 a pop, that's, uh, what is that, 200 So we, we're getting there, you know, we've got we to get closer to three or 400 So yesterday morning, I get a call from my brother, um, my brother Basil. <laughs> no, I get a call from my brother Rodney, and he's talking to me about this upcoming camp meeting he's going to do, and, and then he says, I've been watching, uh, you know, the camp meeting of 2006, because he called that camp meeting back there, he said a flood is coming, and the camp meeting he's doing, I think it starts next week, he, he, he's, it's called The Flood. So he went back to 2006 and started watching, and he said, he said, I'm actually blown away by what the Holy Spirit told me in that camp meeting, because everything we're doing today, and the way we're living, and the stuff that's going on in the nation, God told me back in 2006, and I shared that with the people. And he says, we're actually living what the Holy Spirit told us in 2006. And so we, we had a good long talk, and then right towards the end of the conversation, I said, hey, man, because I hadn't told him a thing. I hadn't said a word to him. I said, man, you won't believe what we're doing. He goes, what are you doing? I said, we're buying a tent. He goes, what? That's great. What, what are you getting? I said, I'm getting a 400-seater tent, and, you know, we, God's beginning to provide, and, and, and things are starting to happen. And so he said, um, what are you doing about sound equipment? So I said, well, you know, the church down in Evansville, Indiana, they blessed us with speakers, and... I went through a bunch of stuff. He said, um, give me a minute, I'll call you back. So he hung up the phone. Uh, five minutes later, he calls him back. He said, okay, tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and order you everything you need for your sound. State of the art, the best that I can get. He said, I'll pay wholesale for everything. He said, I'm going to get that. Give me an address, and I'll ship it to you in Texas. So... He puts the whole thing together, and then they send me, he sends me what it's going to be. I mean, everything from mics, mic stands, lapel mics, speakers, amplifiers, mixer board. I mean, everything, travel cases, everything, all the cables, everything you need, all brand spanking new. Even, he even sent me a whole set of drum mics and the drum stands for the mics. 
And I'm thinking, all right, so somewhere along the line, God, you have a drum set for us. And with that drum set, there has to come a drummer, right? Because we sure ain't going to mic it and sit it up on the platform and then nobody's sitting behind the drums, amen. So, I mean, God's just putting stuff together, you know. I mean, that was like, like $15,000. What a massive blessing that is. I mean, God's just releasing, He's releasing stuff all the time. So then He says to me, He said, now, why did you get a 400-seater? I said, well, the configuration of the 400-seater is, is 50 foot wide and then 75 foot long. And I said, the way it goes up is because when I called and ordered the, one of the, ordered the tent, I said, look, something that seats, you know, three or 400 people. He said, well, he said, let's go with the 50 to 75 because the, the tent has two main poles and then you've got your outlying poles. And he said, if you get a tent a little smaller than that to seat like three or 400 people, he said, then you only have one pole. And he said, that pole is an irritation to people. Because when you're preaching, you know, you will keep walking behind the pole. People keep doing this, you know. And then he said also from outside, he said, the tent looks really small. So he said, rather get the tent that's 50 by 75. You can well seat 400 people. And then he said, he said it comes with two poles. So I said, okay, great. So, so I'm telling this to my brother. So my brother said to me, he said, Basil, what if God gives you a breakout? What if God shows up and suddenly the place explodes and there's five, six, seven hundred people showing up on a night, 800 people. You don't know what God's going to do. And God might give you a breakout in this tent and you have a massive revival and then you're stuck in a 400-seated tent. So he says to me, call, call David, the guy that's building the tent. He says, call him and ask him what it will cost and what you have to do to take that tent from a 400-seater to a 1,000-seater. And he said, I'll pay the, I'll pay the difference. <laughs> so I called up David I said look I've just been talking to my brother and this is what he said so what are we going to do how are we going to set this up so we're still going to get the, the, the 10 configuration of a 400 seater but the only thing you have to do is add in a couple of panels so he'll send me two additional panels that are laced into the, into the roof and the sides of the tent and then basically it gets longer so we'll have a 50 by 125, and that'll seat a thousand people. So that's what's coming. So yes, the crazy thing. See, we were just, you know, going, okay, we believe in God for, you know, three to four hundred chairs. Hey, now suddenly it's a thousand chairs. The trailer that we were given, well, that ain't going to cut the mustard because we ain't going to get a thousand chairs and the tent in that trailer. Are you listening to me? I'm just laughing at the whole thing because we really haven't done anything, really. We, you know, we just shared a vision and God started supplying and then he supplied some more and then he made the vision, you know, he said, pitch the tent a little wider, boy. <laughs> Amen. So we met a lady on, on, on Saturday night and, um, you know, I've, I mentioned about white settlement before and I think I might have mentioned it, yeah, but... I, we felt that we needed to go pitch the tent in White Settlement. Uh, it's a great location. It's easy to get to from the city, and, and it's right on the 820, and it's, it's, it's really a great location. 
Well, I met a lady who um, is part of a church out there. That church has already said there will be a part of what God does in the tent out there. Uh, and they're going to come alongside and help us. There's another church that's going to do the same. And this lady has a contact to the mayor of White Settlement. And he's already spoken to her before and said, there's an amphitheater that if you want to come and preach there or have somebody come preach there, you guys can use it for free. We'll take care of all the electricity. We'll put up the porter johns. We'll take care of that. We'll empty them out. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So we are praying and believing God for favor with the mayor. We've already found a great piece of land with grass and then parking lot, a big parking lot that they never use. Nobody ever parks there. And it's right in the center of White Settlement. And so we believe in God that we get favor with the, with the mayor and the city that we can go pitch that tent and start revival there, you know, in the next couple of months and just see God's glory rain down. Amen. You know, and people say, well, you know, isn't, that's right in time for the, for the hot summers we have in Texas. Yeah, we're going to burn the hell right out of people. No, there's a solution for that as well, and that really came from the, the tent builder down in Florida, and he said if you get a trailer and you put a large generator on that trailer and you put a commercial uh, um, air conditioning unit on there and then you, you run it through the generator and you just attach some pipes to that thing and run it under the tent, one on either side of the platform, he said that'll bring the heat down in that tent, and he said you can get it to 70, 74, 75 degrees, and he said, they've done it many, many times before. And so, you know, we'll be able to walk in. Listen, if somebody comes in from 110-degree weather and gets into 80-degree weather, they're going to feel like they just walked into heaven. Now, I can't say 10 minutes later they'll still feel the same, but if they just stepped out, they can come back in and go, wow, it is cool in here. <laughs> Amen. I mean, if people sit there and start fanning themselves, I'm going to say, look, step outside. Go feel what it feels like outside and then come back in. You won't be fanning yourself. Amen. So God's just doing some amazing things. I mean, we just stand in amazement. You know, I think the biggest thing when God's doing something like this is not to get involved. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you, know, you know what I mean by that? In other words, don't try to plan and structure because the moment you start to plan and structure, then God's going, well, that's not really what I had in store. I have something else in store. So, so we're just trying to keep our hands off the whole thing and just say, all right, God, you do what you want to do and take us where you want us to go. And You know, we, we could be there for three or four months, five months, six months. Imagine, imagine I mean, I did find out that, that White Settlement has a hood. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a town outside the city, and so, you know, it can't can be too bad out there, but you sound like you know what's going on. And then I spoke to a good pastor friend of mine who said that he actually went there to the hood and he'd go buy drugs in his day. That's what a good pastor friend of mine told me. And I'm like, really? You used to go there? I said, well, if you come join me for the tent, you'll be getting drunk, but you'll be drinking of the new wine. Amen. So here's what we believe in. We believe in God that God's going to do some miraculous things raise up people that can go in and get people saved and healed, delivered. And if we can even bust them from there into the tent on nightly meetings and just let the glory of God come upon these people. You understand, crime rates can drop right down and God can change that whole community, change that whole area. 
And that's what I'm believing God for, that this is what revival's going to do. Because here's the simple truth about revival. If you let God in the house and let God do whatever he wants to do, then, then, then everything around about you changes. You know, with, with what my brother does in Tampa, Florida, do you know that the crime rate in Tampa has dropped to the all-time lowest? Now, there is still crime, but it's nothing like it was before. Are you listening to me? The crazy thing is this. We have so many churches around the Metroplex, and they do nothing. Hello? So it's time to get stirred up. Time, time to get people stirred up. Go win the lost. Let the fire of God fall. Let people's lives be changed and touched by the power of God. Amen. I mean, the Lord spoke to me about the church, and he said this. He said, one of the reasons why I want to take ministers out of the church and put them into a tent, he said, because ministers have, have uh, uh, um, structured the meeting and structured the, the, the organization with so much rules and regulations and so much religion. So you come into a building. Now, I don't find that, yeah, and I said that to Pastor early on, and there's a few other churches we go to that we don't find religion. But I've been in, I've been in revival in churches before where there's so much religion that you have to cut through that stuff before you can even have God move. And listen, I'm, I'm meaner than a junkyard dog when it comes to religion. Oh, you listen to me. I mean, if I find religion in the house, we, we zone in on it. Why do you do that? Because it's the only thing that's going to stop the move of the Holy Ghost. And we didn't come to appease religion. We came to please God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and allow the Holy Spirit to do whatever He wants to do. Are you listening to me? And in many cases, religion doesn't stick around because, you know, when, when joy starts breaking out, then religion hits the door. As soon as the service gets a little noisy then religion is out the door. Because religion wants it quiet. Religion wants it structured. Religion wants everything to be maintained in that little box that religion has created. And we're not, we're not interested in any of that stuff. Amen. We want God to move. We want Him to show up. And so He can change the hearts and lives of people, set people free, fill them with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Set them on fire and then use them. God wants to use people. I mean, we believe in God for an army. An army of believers. It's not about the denomination or the church you're a part of and we believe this and we believe that. Just Can we just believe the word? Can we stand together on the word and go win the lost? Amen. So I felt like the Lord wanted to take people out of, ministers out of the, the structure of the church and then put them into a tent. I ministered in many tents over the years, but there's such a freedom. I mean, there's such a freedom in a tent. Amen. The structure of the church is not there. And we don't want that. Amen. We want to be free. When the Holy Spirit shows up and begins to move and do whatever the Holy Spirit does, then we want to let Him do whatever He does, however He wants to do it. Amen. And it's not like, you know, oh my God, we don't do this in our church. Well, we're not in your church. We're in our tent. Amen. Actual fact, I felt that in my spirit, and there's already ministers that are personal friends of mine that have already bought tents, and some are ordering tents, and 
And uh, even when I spoke to my brother, he said there's some great ministers that have been preached in tents over the years that are going back to them. He said, it's already happened what God told you. It's already happening. People are already going to go get in these tents and begin to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, part of our vision is to raise up people and, 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 and put them in tents and send them forth and go to the rural areas of America and have revival. It's part of our vision. You know, the Lord actually reminded me this afternoon of this, and I actually had, it actually slipped my mind, but He reminded me of this. You know, we're talking about all the sound equipment coming in and that. When we were in COVID, uh, I'm, I think it was probably May or June last year, I got connected with some people online through Facebook and some pastors in South Africa. And the one pastor, I was sitting watching one of his broadcasts he was doing, and he was talking about believing God for a sound system because he wanted to get out there and go preach the gospel and that. And, and so I wrote him after the meeting. I said, what do you need for your sound system? And so he told me, I said, what is it going to cost? And he told me, and we decided, we felt the Lord tell us to go ahead and buy all of his equipment for him. You remember that? Yeah, and the Holy Spirit reminded me of that today. He said, you sowed some seed last year for sound. And he said, this is it, coming back, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Right? And I was like, yeah, we did, didn't we? That was fun. I mean, this is fun, but that was funner. Amen? That's good English, isn't it? You see, you, you can't outgive God. And sometimes God will have you do something to be a blessing to someone because he knows you know, back, back in, in, in COVID, back middle of last year, there wasn't a thought about a tent. I wasn't even thinking we should get a tent and go preach. Wasn't even, that wasn't on my mind at all. And when we sowed that equipment into him and got him set up to go do what he has to do, it wasn't a thought in my mind, but God knew. Yes. Yeah. And so he just got us ready for this time. And you know, it's far nicer. Listen to this carefully. It's far nicer to have God pay for everything then I have to go somewhere to go order the stuff and pay for it myself. Amen? Amen. It's far nicer when God does it. Amen? So everything else that's got to come, the lighting and whatever, I mean, I don't even really know anything about that stuff. I'm still trying to inquire and find out. I've got some good guys that have been, have their own tents and done all that stuff before. So we'll get it all lined out. But God knows it all. So we, we're just really along for the ride. Yeah. Amen? Amen? We're just really along for the ride, and we're going to see God do some amazing things. Yeah. We've got to have revival in the Metroplex. We've yeah. got to have revival in this area. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to see this nation shaken. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about the nation of Texas. Yeah. We're going to see this nation Amen. shaken by the power of God. We're going to see America shaken by the power of God. Amen. And I believe out of all this that God's doing, God's going to raise up people and take them across the nations and around the world. And whole nations are going to be shaken by the power of Almighty God. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus... You are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. 
Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.